Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the Pageant Planet Shop, where you can find literally everything that you need to buy for your pageant. You can find it in the shop from butt glue to rain cosmetics, makeup, um, to Candace Pelletier swimwear, to Stephanie Summers jewelry, Jonathan Kane shoes, literally anything that you need to buy for your pageant to succeed in your pageant. You can find it in our store. And oh yeah, we give you free shipping on all the products, all the times, and we also have like weekly sales on just about anything. So, I mean, any time of day that you go there, I guarantee you two things. One, there'll be something for sale, on sale. And second, you'll get free shipping. So it's a win-win. So today, I am extremely excited about today's call. We have on the phone reigning National American Miss. I mean, she's like the queen of National American Miss. She's part of the Namely, and her name is Michaela Abelgas. Abelgas. Michaela has been competing in Nam for eight years, and she actually scored a perfect score in interview and has won numerous optional titles. And she's won a total of three state titles. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, when you know the numbers of girls that she's competing against, that's huge. So, um, Michaela, welcome to the call. We're honored to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm such a big fan of pageant planet and Stephen Roddy, of course. And here is an absolute dream come true. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, you're so sweet. And, and thank you for being gracious when I messed up the last name a little bit, but it's Abelgas. Right? Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> I've gone to it with the MCs. Yeah, it's a Belgian. But you're 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 totally I'm used to it. It's well, one of those things we kind of grow up with it. <laughs> you know, I even I even respelled it out so it could be uh, phonetically pleasing. But I mean, I'm looking at you here on video. You're so pretty. You have your crown and sash, and it's just, I guess, the nerves just got to me. You just, oh, man. It, yeah, you know, you just made me nervous. So. <laughs> Let's dive in. The girls that are listening to this call, they're listening to it for one reason, not because they think we're awesome, but really they want to know how they can win your title. They, they want that crown and they want that sash and I want to help them get it. Um, so tell us, like, let's get into the nitty gritty. How did you mentally prepare to compete on the national stage? Well, American Miss as a whole is one of the largest, if not the largest pageant in the entire world. So coming into nationals after competing three times, being a three-time state um, title holder, I knew just how not only how great the girls were competing because it's the best of the best coming into that national competition, but mentally preparing myself. I think what I had to tell myself was that one, to be a winner, you have to think like a winner. And I really needed to understand and stop myself when I was feeling nervous or feeling anxious and say, wait a second, Michaela, listen, the fact that you got to this national level already says so much about you, already says so much about how good you are, how much you have bring to the table. And really, I think the best ways for me to be mentally prepared for the national pageant was I knew that National American Miss was a pageant that just embraces today's girl. And really, I just needed to come up to the stage and to compete with just the best version of Michaela Belkis that I possibly can be. Love that. Now, what tips do you have to help others mentally prepare? Because it can be a bit daunting. You're up against so many girls and they're all beautiful and talented. 
Well, I'm a firm believer. My dad um, has always said this saying growing up, and he's always said that the fruits that you sow today are the very fruits. I mean, the seeds that you sow today are the very fruits that you will reap tomorrow. And having said this, I believe that how you prepare and really just how um, not, not only mentally prepared, but the way you prepare your clothes, the way you prepare your introduction, your interview, just how much you put into the hard work coming into the national pageant, I think it will already propel you to so many more things. You will become more confident and really be much more optimistic. And I think for the girls, they just really need to believe that um, at the end of the day, there's only one winner but they need to make sure that they take that national experience not just trying to aim for the crown but really go there for the experience for the memories to improve themselves not only as a pageant competitor but really as an individual human being just taking and making sure they get all of those life skills and they have a great time and i think overall they will make sure that they will have a great time and i think they can definitely see that love that now do you have a tendency to get nervous like before you're getting ready to go compete Oh, yes, absolutely. I think it's human nature for all of us to be very anxious, especially for something that we want so much. And I get all of these nerves. But um, the great thing is, is that I have such a great support system. I'm a very family oriented person. And I know that my family is 100 percent some of the way always there behind me. And whenever I'm feeling anxious, my brother is going to tell me a joke. And dad has his good luck, which is a kiss. And he gives that to me whenever I feel nervous. And I think it's definitely paying off. Well, I mean, but with that you're you're behind the stage and right. you're starting to get nervous and though you have that family support you know that you're going to be supported when you go home which is great because not even all the girls have that i mean some of the girls listening here probably don't even have that um but how do you calm your nerves in and by yourself when it's basically just you and all the other competitors behind the curtain um i just honestly tell myself look you've done this a hundred times back home. You have um, watched the videos, you've competed numerous times. That is some for some people who haven't competed. Um, a lot of times this may have been their first state or their national pageant. They just have to tell themselves that they are good enough, that their accomplishments in the past, it may not be pageant related, but all of their um, hard work through schools, they are smart enough to do this. They're beautiful enough to do this. And they just have to make sure that they're confident and that they own who they are as a person. And I think that that in itself can definitely shake up all the that they can get. But um, I think it's very natural to also be nervous and it's okay to own that and it's okay to acknowledge that, but just make sure you don't get their nerves getting of them. Awesome. Now, what do you do before going on stage to get you just pumped up and ready? And this could even transition to like, what do you do before going on stage to like even really totally kill out those nerves? Oh, right. Um, well, for me, I am a big fan of music. So whenever I actually go on, when I'm getting prepared before I go down to the elevator, when I'm just in my own hotel room, I will let into. I um, would actually have a pageant playlist and you can bet miracles happen for anatomist is on top of that list. And just these things that will help me really shake out my nerves. You know, I just have to make sure that I'm having fun and I don't have a competition a little bit too much. It's really, I think one of the greatest ways. And I know that a lot of girls actually do that. And, and um, one of the greatest things I actually do besides this is that I pray. Um, I'm a very big um, God fearing person. And I always make sure that in any experiences that I have, any trial, you know, that God is watching over me, just know that his plans are much more greater than what I have for myself. And just, I just trust him. I love that. 
What's your advice to girls for on choosing their evening gown? Well, this is actually a question that I get um, new times through Facebook and Instagram. And I think the biggest advice I can tell them is that it doesn't matter how what the price um, tag is. I've seen girls win from $50 dresses to $5,000 um, dresses. The range is absolutely incredible. However, it's really from what we're watching on stage. I know that it's about how radiant that girl is on stage. Being so confident and being so secure in themselves, I think that's so important for myself. Dresses. It's always, do I feel like a winner in this dress? Can I see myself getting that crowning moment in this dress? And I think that's one of the girls that they can pick on. And also at the same time, um, a National American Miss, always make sure that it's age appropriate. This pageant is really big on making sure that you represent not only your well, but really the age divisions. Because once you win um, a state title or a national title, you're put into um, kind of in the spotlight. And a lot of girls look up to you and you want to make sure that you're a good role model to them. So for little ones, always make sure that um, you stay away from the darker colors. Make sure that the cut isn't too low. And even for the junior team, teens and the misses, always make sure that it's just a dress that your grandma, your grandpa will want to see you in. Yeah. Now, I mean, did you come out before you selected your evening gown? Did you decide, okay, I want this color, I want this cut, I want this fabric? Or did you decide, okay, I kind of like this designer? Or did you just start off with an open mind, thumbing through websites, going to different stores? How did you begin? Well, one thing that um, I really wanted to national pageant was a royal blue dress. And the very reason why one um, blue is my favorite color, and I think that, that that alone is going to make sure that I'm loving that dress. But actually, funny story is that in 2011, um, I was the first runner-up to the National American Miss Junior Team title, Best Friend Raven, and I was wearing a royal blue dress. And um, ever since then, I always, like when I was daydreaming about um, this moment of being crowned as a national queen, I always pictured it in a royal blue dress. And I told my parents, hey, if this is going to be the last time I'll be in the national stage, I want it to be exactly as I pictured it out to be. And also, um, when I was going through it, um, I wanted to make sure that I was very um, age-appropriate and also conservative because that's what National Americans is all about, being today's girl being fashion um, and trendy, but also at the same time, making sure that you're um, not showing off too much. So I had a um, off-shoulder dress that I absolutely love with rhinestones. Um, a girl can have enough rhinestones and enough um, bling. And um, we just managed to find that perfect dress. I know that I was in college, so I wasn't able to go through um, dress shopping with my mom. But actually, my mom and my dad texted me one day, and they're like, do you like this dress? We're here right now. Do you like this? What do you think of this? And I fell in love with it. In fact, I drove the very next day and I told him, I'm going to meet up with you. I think I want to try on that. And um, ever since then, that was just how it happened. And I'm so grateful that my parents had my back and I found my dream dress. Wow. That's awesome. Now, I mean, once you found your dream dress and you're there on stage, did you have a certain strategy as far as where you looked when you're on stage or the kind of pace that you walked or did you just wing it? Well, um, I know that for the formal wear competition, you need to make sure that you're walking in an elegant yet casual bit of um, they're not too slow, I believe, but just in a very casual pace, but also making sure that you carry yourself well with poise and making sure your back is um, straight. And yes, um, I 
I definitely knew where to look. Um, that was something that actually we practiced making sure because formal wear for me was very hard to practice being in college. I wasn't always back home. I wasn't able to practice. So whenever I did get home, we were telling myself, all right, look in this position, look to this judge. But overall, one thing I can tell the girls is that eye contact. You know, when you see a judge, eye contact says everything because it shows them that um, a title holder and there's a national title holder that you were able to command the room with not only the way you look, but the way you carry and the way you walk and present yourself. And I think that in itself is um, goes a long way with telling girls um, what to do an evening gown. And also that million dollar smile, as they said, you're never fully dressed without a smile. So they definitely need to make sure they bring that on stage. Don't stop smiling and just make sure your walk, your hands are normal walking um, alongside of you. And I think that overall, you're definitely on the right track. That's awesome. And, you know, they do such a good job there at nationals and on the state level of making sure to do walkthroughs and making sure all the girls feel comfortable. So they can certainly help you on that um, at NAM. Um, now, is there certain like, styles and colors that tend to do better at NAM nationals that you discovered? Well, actually this year they have um, a, a white stage now and it's absolutely beautiful. It used to be black. So before colors that were bright, staying away from black and gray, um, colors that were blue, yellow, um, pink, those colors used to pop up and even white used to pop up on stage so well. However, one thing that I did notice watching this year was that because it's white, I would advise the girls to pick colors that were very dynamic. Um, so my favorite color obviously is blue. That's always going to be one thing. Um, yellows and pinks and even reds. However, red, I know is something that you can kind of make sure you're not, you're not too, it's not too bold, especially for the little ones. However, just making sure that it's a color that doesn't wash out on stage and a color that complements your skin tone. What are the judges looking for in the evening gown phase of competition? Um, well, like I said before, um, eye contact is definitely one of the biggest things. Um, that smile and being able to present yourself in a very confident and yet a very natural way. You want to make sure that you don't look too rehearsed when you are walking. And also just making sure that you um, that the judges can see, is this someone that the girls, um, when she's doing appearances, is this someone that girls can relate to? Is this someone that they can not only look up to, but someone that they're able to be like, okay, that can be me, someone that they can friend. So you also want to make sure that you're approachable and you have to make sure you bring your personality, who you are as a person. Now, NAM is quite famous for their personal introduction. I don't know if they've started it or if they just were the people that took it to the whole next level, but I mean, it's an integral part. Um, what are the key points that really need to be included in a winning introduction? Um, the key points, um, I know for um, nationals, it has to be your name, your hometown, and your state. And um, something unique about this is also the same way for um, the state competition as well. They don't require the age for a national American miss. And those are the three things. However, I don't think you should definitely just stop there. I think that you should branch out because the first introduction is a place you to tell the audience and the judges who you are, your passions, your interests, what you want to be in the future, what you want to accomplish, what you've already accomplished, things that help you stand out and they get a little insight of who you are as a person. And I think those are so important, especially for a winning intro. Um, I've been very lucky enough for, um, for nationals. I've scored their 
there full times now. And one of the things I always want to make sure is that when I'm talking and I'm speaking on the microphone, do I sound natural? And also at the same time, do I have that personality, that enthusiasm? And I think that those are one of the things that you should definitely not um, forget when you're focusing on writing your personal introduction because your delivery to me is one of the more, if not the most important things with personal introduction. Is there a time limit on the personal introduction? And are there some things that you're just not absolutely allowed to do during personal introduction? Right. Um, well, at, na- at the state competition, there's a 30-second time limit rule, and at nationals, there's a one-minute time limit rule, and these are um, absolutely enforced. They actually have a bell when you go over, someone's timing it, and um, I think these, this is this rule. Um, I've been with National American Myth for eight years now, so I've seen it when it, they actually didn't have this rule, and I think that's so great because it makes sure that the girls are not speaking too long, the other girls don't feel uncomfortable, they don't have that, and it's an equal playing field. Um, some of the things that I think that you can't do in person is um, singing into a microphone and some of the girls do have that, but also there's the things during the workshop, and this is one of the things I think girls should definitely take advantage for during pageant weekend. Join the um, NAM workshop and see all the tips and advices that they have. But, um, yeah, singing into a microphone, not speaking too loud, and also one of the things I do see is that sometimes a girl might stumble or they might forget their personal introduction, but you always want to make sure that if that happens to you, you never know when it happens to you, but if that does happen to you, you pick yourself right back up. You might want to restart, or you might want to start all, um, just start from that moment. But you sure that you carry yourself. Hey, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And just carry yourself and just come back from that moment. Yeah, completely. Now, on to interview. I mean, I, I started off with National American Miss as a judge. And I mean, oh. it, it was it was crazy. But um the, the interviews is, are a really short amount of time. I'll let you say the time, but you got a perfect score, which is amazing because you go round robin. And uh, I think when I judged, there was like seven judges or nine judges or something like that. Um, so how did you um, impress the judges in such a short amount of time? And what was that time frame? Um, and that's they have about a minute per judge. And it is round robin, as you said. So um, you go to, um, you say down with one judge, the bell rings after a minute, you move on to the other, then you move on to the next. And um, an interview to me, I think, is my favorite competition. And the reason why is because I love to talk. I can chatter your ear off. I absolutely love talking to because I think one of the main things that you need to make sure when you're walking into that interview but yes, these people are scoring you, but think of it more as your friend. How would you talk to people? How would you talk to your best friend about things? Obviously, in a more formal way, but I think the biggest thing is just trying to be staying true to yourself. National American Miss really embraces today's girls. They want girls that are um, girls that you can see talking with your best friend down the way. And you want to make sure you're talk, telling the judges. It's just who you are. And just, if you love One Direction, tell them about that. If you love Justin Bieber, if you're struggling in school, talk to them about that. I think it's so important for you to be very natural. And some of the things that I always tell picture that world peace and those cliche pageant answers are not the place over here. This is a place for you to just tell the judges, okay, this is my personality. This is who I am. This is what I love to do. And I think that who you are as a person and your um, your character will radiate in. Yeah. In a minute, you get maybe one, well, like two questions, pretty much max during that one minute. Um, 
Before you sat down, round robin, did you shake the judge's hand and, and why or why not either way? Um, when you walk into an interview, I shouldn't shake a judge's hand unless they offer it to you. The very main reason why is one, the time. You are very, um, the time constraint is too short. So you don't want to make the waste time trying to shake their hand and sit down. And also, um, I believe that the judges are the people who have a bigger authority than you. And I think that when you are the one that offers to shake your hand, I think it kind of, um, kind of steps over their toes a little bit. So you just want to make sure if they offer it to you, go ahead and shake it. If they don't, then just sit down for them to talk to you or introduce yourself. Yeah, that that's actually a really good perspective. I've never heard someone mention it quite like that. Like the judges have in this situation more authority. So wait for them right. to lead it out versus you offering it. I've had girls go down the line in a panel style. And for those of you listening, you might not know, but panel style is you got five to seven judges on one table and they're just firing questions. But a contestant goes down and shakes each one of the judges' hands and it's just really awkward. Um, right, right. That's awkward. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, go. <laughs> you just want to say, go sit down so we can just ask you questions. <laughs> okay. So how and I think also at the same time, it, it gets you to kind of break a little bit. Like when you're sitting there instead of like trying to like have contact with them, you know, you're already nervous already. So I think it's good for you to sit down and just wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, it never turns out well. So I, I like that analogy. I like the way that you positioned that. It's great. How did you even prepare for this? I mean, it's a minute long interview. Did you do one minute long mock trial, mock interviews or what did you do? Well, like I said, um, parents were, were so involved throughout my entire um, journey and all. And um, being in college, it was so hard for me to sit down with them and practice mock interviews. So what I actually did was when I FaceTimed my dad, who is my body coach. I know he doesn't really like saying it, but dad, if you're hearing this, I'm telling the entire world. Here. And um, when I'm driving, I'm talking to them. And one of the things that I actually practiced is that not just expecting um, pageants, Unquote questions where, um, what would you want to do with, um, if you have, if you had a million dollars, if you have one dish, what would you do with a title? Besides those things, I always majored that I would prepare from questions totally out of the spectrum from every end. So, for example, my dad asked me, All right, so Michaela, tell me, why is the sun yellow? Why is, um, what, so what's going on with your day? Why do you think that went wrong? And the main reason why is I think interview should be something so spontaneous. And something that helps you get out of your shell, come out of your comfort zone for you to manage. And that one minute you're able to show the judges your enthusiasm, your personality, your confidence. And also you show them, this is how I communicate. I can sit down with an adult. I can sit down with authority and be able to be very comfortable. So my dad gave me so many questions and I mean a million questions, everything. And at the same time, I think even by myself. I would sit there. I would be that girl sitting in class um, when the teacher's not talking. We're sitting there. I'm like, all right. So, what if the judge asks you this? What is what is something that you want to say? And um, also, one of the things I do want to talk about too is that preparing for you, I I sat down um, myself and also with my parents, and I thought of things I wanted to highlight with the judge. What are things that I want the judges to know about me? Um, do I want them to tell? Do I want to tell them about this accomplishment, about this experience in my life, about this character trait that I have? I wanted to sh um, sit down and really just narrow that down because, like I said, 
there's a million questions out there that a judge can ask you, but you have to make sure that you're comfortable and you're confident and you know yourself. You know yourself back, backwards and forwards and you know exactly what to highlight the good things you want to show the judges. So I told myself that. And um, I think that was able to um, showcase exactly what I wanted to. And I think it paid off. Well, clearly you got a perfect score in interview. So clearly <laughs> it paid off. Now, are, are there certain questions that Nam kind of prepares you for um, going into nationals or even going into state saying you will be asked these types of questions? Um, and if not, what are some of the ones that you found very common throughout your six years of experience? Well, um, National American Myths um, doesn't necessarily have um, questions where they say this is going to be asked at this year, this is going to be asked at this state pageant. However, they do um, have um, example questions on their brochures, on their websites about what kind of questions they are. And these questions are all about you. They're all about things about yourself, that things that you can answer. There's nothing um, too hard about who's the governor of your state or a mathematical question. Having said this, I think that this should um, put the contestants and the people listening at ease because they know, all right, a judge can ask me anything and I'll be able to answer because it's about myself. Um, some of the questions that I asked about um, were, one, why do you want to win? Um, what would you do with the title if you were given the opportunity to be crowned? Um, tell me about yourself. What Give me three things, I mean, three words that best describe you. And also... The question that I think is so great to answer is who is your role model? Who has influenced you the most? These are the kind of questions that um, Nam talks about. And also, I know Nam is also known for throwing the fun questions out there. I've also heard some of them, which are, all right, so here's a phone. Um, who's on the other line? Or here is a box. What's inside of it? So just things that are so fun. You can be creative with. You can definitely just make sure you're having a good time with the judges and you show your personality and your creativeness. <laughs> Yeah, love that. Now, what would you recommend if, as the contestant, the judge asks her something and her mind just goes blank? What should she do? Well, one, um, you would you might want the judge to restate the question so that you might be able to like, all right, cat, um, relax yourself and then start thinking a little bit from that from then on. But um, also, the thing is, for me, whenever that does happen, is I just start talking. And the reason why is I actually have this idea where I think that when you're talking already, your mind the entire time is already turning, it's already building something. So, for example, you generalize the question, like they'll ask you a question and they'll be, all right, so tell me about the biggest, the most life-changing moment of your life. And then you're sitting there, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know right now. I really don't know. So I think you just start talking. You might want to think, well, there's so many different experiences my life have happened that have shaped me into the young lady I am both good and bad and by then I think that your brain have already like thought of something all right, all right this is where you're going to go with it and just enjoy just go with the flow wherever you're going I'll just start talking again there's no right or wrong answers it's just about communicating with the judges and just being able to be in it and just owning yourself awesome what about interview attire Nam's typically known for their suits. Is suits still like the standard for interview or are they moving towards something else? Well, um, suits are definitely recommended for um, Nam. I think that those suits are very professional. And even for the ones, I think that I definitely applaud them when they have that. However, um, with pageantry right now, and even with National American Miss, they're definitely embracing dresses, interview style dresses. And these dresses I've seen 
the state and the national competition. And I think with these, you want to make sure that not only are they trendy, but also at the same time that they are very conservative and also very professional. You don't want to make, you don't want to have a dress that's way too short or an interview um, suit skirt that's way too short. Kind of for me, I think um, one inches above your knee is definitely where you want to go with. And also um, your sleeves, if you choose to wear, um, I definitely prefer not to have um, spaghetti straps or strapless style dresses. Think of things with, if you were going into a job interview, what would you wear? Nothing too fancy, nothing too gaudy. You want to stay away from rent because you want to make sure that for the personal introduction and the interview competition that the judges are focusing on you and that pretty face that you have. It's awesome. Now, Nam also is quite famous for their optionals competition. I mean, you brought home five national optional <laughs> titles. That's crazy. You brought home casual wear modeling, photogenic, top model, most promising model, and fashion model. Do Have you discovered, do competing in these optionals, do they help ease your nerves before competing in the required areas of competition? Oh, yes, definitely. In fact, I definitely recommend girls who are being a National American Miss to go ahead and try these optional competitions. Because for me, when you go into these, um, go into pageant week in general, you have these nerves. You've been working so hard. You've jumped about this moment that sometimes your nerves get a little bit of the best of you. And having these optional competitions, I think, are um, test runs. These are test trials for you to be able to go on stage, feel the stage a little bit, um, see the judges, see where your um, weaknesses are already. At this point, I can't really see the judge here. Um, I'm too bothered when I'm speaking to the microphone. All right, I'm, I know when I'm talking and I'm standing there giving my spokesmodel speech, my legs thinking this can't happen for production. What can I do? And I think these competitions, not only are they great because you're able to um, dive in and really just showcase your other interests and your other passions and your talents, but also they really are able to um, help you improve. Because I think when I'm doing these optional competitions afterwards, I talk to uh, my family. I'm like, all right, so where do you think that went wrong? Even no matter how perfect it was, if you, no matter who's like, all right, I knew it. there's always room for improvement. And I think these are not only for the optional competitions for the red carpet events, which is where you um, recompete, but also you can take these for the required competition and your nerves just go away because you've already been on that. Your name has already been called. I've already performed once or twice. I definitely recommend these optional competitions. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, uh, I know you get a discount if you sign up for optionals before um, the pageant, but you also have the option to sign up for it at the pageant. Is that correct? Yes, you do. You have the early bird special, and there is a deadline. Um, but take advantage of those. And if, you, for example, you miss. Um, the deadlines to even sign up for an optional competition. Yes, you're absolutely right. You can do it at check-in. And that is one thing I did for nationals this year. I signed up for um, the national spokesmodel competition and actress, I believe. And last minute we changed it to the top model and the runway competition. And those are kind of things that are so welcoming. They're so open to you. Their name is very great because they're very flexible and whatever changes that you want to do during pageant check-in, they are able to accommodate you there. Yeah. So have you discovered that does modeling style vary per optional? Um, yes, I believe so. Um, for example, now Sam um, has a new national competition, which is the runway competition. And this is brand new. It came in um, nationals in 2015. And 
for example, this is still modeling. It's runway modeling. So this is not casual wear, but it's about bouncing, being athletic, and um, having that, that um, casual as a <laughs> modeling routine. So this is about as if you would walk into um, Fashion Week or the runways of Milan in Paris. So these are um, runway words. You know, you might not want to smile a little bit. You might want to do that um, serious kind of face that you've always practiced in the mirror. And a straight walk, no turns, um, no um, floats or nothing too fancy. Just poses with your hands, um, a simple um, step, step, turn, a pivot, and then you walk off. But for the um, casual wear competition, that one is totally different. That one you can do turn just no pro and modeling. You can do, um, I guess some people do routines, but these are more just poses that they already have practice spins. So yes, there are, um, I would say that the modeling does vary throughout the competitions. And we also have top and this one's more, um, about you're getting your pictures in. This is about, um, a photo shoot competition. They want to see how you look and register in a camera and also, how you manage to model and how comfortable you are in front of a camera, in front of photographers. So there are a lot of modeling styles that vary at National American Myth. I think it's so great because if you're not comfortable with one, you can definitely dive in and try another. Yeah, completely. I, and I remember seeing them when I was at Nationals um, last year, and it was amazing to see the sharp differences between each one. I mean, they all kind of have model in the title or like that context. So you feel yes. like they would be similar, but they all have their own little um, culture, their their own little energy. So um, yeah, it's great. I recommend them all. <laughs> now, you you alluded to the attire based on um, optionals, but let's talk about like what judges actually want to see. And you can talk from the context of the different ones. I know you already touched on the different modeling, but um, feel free to glaze back over those and any of the other ones. All right. So the um, the question that you were asking, what is it about? What were the judges looking into it, right? Yeah. So what do I mean, the judges want to see per optional? And I did a bad job at asking. So that, oh, no, my bad. No, you're fine. You're totally fine. You're doing it. Um, well, these competitions um, for actors, for example, they actually, um, you have a script that you can choose from different lines and you go ahead and say, you know, two takes. You can either say it the same or differently, but it has to be the same commercial. And here the judges, for example, are looking for someone who can perform not only on Broadway, but also in commercials. You want, they want to see girls who are very creative. It doesn't have to be very funny all the time. I know some girls like to do that, but like girls also do some accents and some different poses while they're doing it. Some people get on the ground. So the judges just want to see a girl who's very comfortable in front of a crowd, in front of the camera, talking about um, and acting and just showing versus, oh my goodness, um, just showing your creative side and being able to um, just be very versatile and kind of on stage with those commercials. And let's see, for a spokesmodel, it's, um, it's a public speaking competition. You wear your interview suit or your interview dress and have a one minute and 30 second speech you talk to an entire audience. And here the judges just want someone who won can communicate, who can present themselves in front of an audience who's not afraid to speak in front of everybody. Public speaking is one of the greatest fears that everybody has in our society. So it's so great girls, even little princesses at nationals, will have fear and able to present themselves. So the judges are for one, a speech that um, is very well constructed, that's very well written, has a message to it. And also at the same time, a girl who's able to deliver, who can fluctuate, who knows 
how to present herself, change up her voice a little bit, is able to command a room with just the way that not only she dresses, but she speaks. And let's see, like I said, um, casual, my favorite competition. Um, I mean, my favorite optional competition, if you can say, and that one, the judges want to see someone who's able to um, move well, who's able to command the stage with the way she turns, the way she walks, and that's not only trendy, but also very age appropriate. And she's able to look at the, odds, the judges into the, in their eye and say, hey, look, I can do all of these turns while still looking at you, while still commanding and being very confident. And top model, like I said, is they're just looking for someone who's able to was very com con and very comfortable in front of an audience. I mean, in front of a camera and also looks good on her pictures. And photogenic, I think, is one of the competitions that's the most popular, not only for National American Miss, but for pageantry as a whole. And these pictures, I think that they're looking more for smiles. And a lot of girls kind of think they want you to have a sultry look, a serious face. I think this is just a time for you to showcase that million-dollar smile that you have. Of course, talent is so versatile. This is a time for you to really just showcase exactly what you've been passionate about, what you've been working on for all of the years in your life. Talent. I, I saw girls do everything from like magic shows to, I mean, oh, right. Indian dances. Right. I mean, it was... It was crazy. The the versatility that you see in talent there, I have not seen anywhere else um, in pageantry. So that's oh, yeah. crazy. Let me ask talent you this. Yeah. It, 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 quite entertaining. And these are young girls. I mean, like nine years old, the, the, the group that I was watching. It was crazy. But right. let me ask you this. You've been competing for eight years. When you started, did you ever think that you would have the success that you did? I mean, did you ever think that you would like literally be National American Miss? Oh my goodness. Absolutely not. And I know that it's something that you dream of and you try to, you try to pick yourself up yeah. and I can see myself, but you don't actually, actually when I started, I started 2007 as a shy, as a fragile 11 year old who literally was hiding behind her parents' back. Yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even see people's faces because I was always hiding. I was talking to them. And I think that in that sense, when you have always wanted it, I always looked up to the girls. It's always been my lifelong dream and having been close to the national title year after year, it's been something that I've always just, I told myself, I'm like, this is the one thing I'm going to work so hard in. I can never actually see the picture. And when that moment happened, I think this is funny because I told people I pictured that uh, crowning moment over and over in my head. And I already knew the poses I'm going to do, the, the faces I'm going to say, the, I'm going to look at the judge, I'm going to look at the audience and point to my parents and all that. But when the moment actually happened, I, I just lost. I absolutely, it was control. I looked at the picture, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, are these the pictures you want to post on Instagram? I was like, like, this is it. But you try to pick the moment over and over again, and you don't actually get to that until the moment actually happens. And I think that's what's so great about life and about dreaming, I think, in general. You set goals for yourself, and sometimes you might not even set that goal. You might not even see yourself being that thing. But, you know, it's hard work and determination, a lot of luck, and also just God's will. If that's really is for you, I think it's so great because when that moment actually happens, it's more than you could ever find. What's great? that you have. I know I've been disappointed a couple of times. Like I said, I've been here at National American Miss competing for so many years and not just the national title, but um, I've been blessed enough to have won three state titles, but that journey was not as easy and as straight as I wanted it to be. And I think it's so easy for you to be 
to be discouraged, but it's more important for you to really pick yourself up and say, all right, there is a light at the end of the tunnel here. Well, whatever your card. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, No, I, I'm sorry. There was a bit of a delay there. I thought you were done. But when you first start off with your, with your dream, you're not necessarily in a position that you could accomplish it eight years ago, but that's, I feel like that's how God worked. I mean, certainly with me, he gives me a dream and it's always so much bigger than me, but then he gives you that drink. It's kind of like carrot on a stick and then you grow to become the person that you need to be so that you can achieve it. And like yourself, like when oh, yeah. you finally achieve it, you did this, did this just happen? Like, did this, did this just happen? I mean, I've been working at the same, in your case, eight years. Um, so, so in line with that, what do you feel like really, I mean, set you apart from the, I mean, dozens to in some cases, hundreds of other girls that you were competing against at NAM? Well, um, I think that all the girls in little ways, I know, like, I know something coming from um, a beauty queen when you hear about it, like, oh, um, everybody's beautiful in their own way, but really, it truly is, all these girls carry such amazing quality traits that can, that they can carry the crown and banner in such a great way. I think one of the things that set me apart, um, let's say, like, three things. Um, one of the things is that, one, I knew coming into it that the crown and banner was more than just an it's more than just a pretty thing on my head and across my across my chest. I knew that with a crown and banner, I was so determined to use it as a microphone, to use it as a to open doors, to be able to touch the lives of so many people, to be a role model. And because of that, because I knew that, it set a passion and this fire within me that I worked so hard. I worked my butt off working for this. And for so many years, like I said, I've been discouraged, but practicing, even throughout in college, telling myself, all right do this, I'm going to face on my dad. When I'm driving, I'm going to do this. I think one of the things is that you just have that passion. And um, another thing is that I'm someone who's very optimistic. I know when I acknowledge that life is not always perfect. It has its ups, but having a very positive mindset and knowing that anything that comes your way, you will be okay that you're able to pick yourself up. Something that's so great. I know that the NCAA Nationals, um, she actually talks about saying that, you know, it's okay for you to, to be disappointed but it's not okay for you to be discouraged. And I think that alone is so powerful. Something that I think just set me aside because I knew I was like, all right, you might mess up in this competition. It might have went the same the, um, in a great way, but you're able to, I'm like, all right, the next competition you want, I'll just work even harder. And the last thing is that um, I'm a very God-centered person. Like you were talking about, like God works in mysterious ways. You might not necessarily think that this is the right thing, but like, for example, Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plans are so much better. I knew the arts might not go the way exactly the way I've always wanted it to be, but I know his plans for me are so much better, even better than I've ever seen. The unseen is something that I know he's taking care of me, and I think that alone is so powerful because I'm able to be very calm coming into pageant, knowing that someone's looking for me. That's awesome. Now, with so many girls competing at NAM, what can girls specifically do to help themselves stand out for the judges? Well, um, one, like I said, practice, um, those is definitely so important because I think one of the things is that when girls come to National American Miss is that they think, all right, um, this is um, because it's because National American Miss is so great about encouraging girls to be today's girls, to be um, the young ladies that they are and just embrace their actions and their flaws. 
often being proud of it. But I think with this, a lot of girls tend to um, not really seem like, all right, I also need to make sure that I'm practicing. It doesn't just, um, Matt, it doesn't just take an, all right, I'm going to have a dress. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to win it. I think that's one of the things. To take the time to practice with your loved ones, with your friends. All this makes sure you're having a great time. And, and also, um, I think the other things that girls can do to um, help them out is to embrace themselves. Because I think with pageantry, we have this um, idea that sometimes all I need to make sure that my hair is looking great, that my makeup looks good, or for the young girls who might be able to do that, I need to feel as good. Uh, you know, sometimes you might just have a bad day, but you have to, um, these girls need to embrace themselves, embrace their flaws and perfections, anything that God gave them, and that they work it on stage, that they know that they're already good enough. And I think that's what they need to do. I think with attitude and itself will already um, put you above and beyond everybody else. Okay, so what is at least one item that you suggest every girl take with them to Nam that costs less than twenty dollars? All right, let's see. Um, well, one of the very first things I would think about, um, and I, I think I, let's see, I, I think I have two things. All right, so one of the very first things is that uh, a sewing a sewing kit is so important for you. I think that with um, pageantry, especially when things get too hectic, always these dress functions. And I think you tend to tell yourself, are ever going to happen to me? I've worn this over and over again. I practice. I've already zipped this up. But it's always happens. And for me, that was a big life-changing and a very static event because um, when I was competing, I believe in 2014 for the um, for the teen title at State, my dress actually just came coming in before formal wear and I was freaking out because I know that NAM during finale wrap they have um some of their um staff there just on some of the pageant moms just helping you out getting dressed so so many dresses I've already just absolutely collapsed but this was me in my own hotel room with my family and I was like oh my god I do not know I cannot go on stage I'm like no matter how confident you get in your presence your presence you have to get in a dress so so great I think it costs about like ten dollars I believe from Walmart and that just saved my life and these are things that I think you don't necessarily think about but it's always so good not just for Nam but just to have in your kit when you're competing in pageants and um lastly I think one I can buy is um a bible things that are can get pretty expensive but you can always find things that um help you be spiritually ready and have help you be spiritually uh, mature and very peaceful when you get in there and that's something that always keeps me calm. I'm reading it. And I'm like, all right, this is, I think, one of the great things. Because, like I said, things don't always go the way you want it to be. But just having the confidence and that peace and that trust, you will feel so much better. Oh, couldn't agree more. Now, I know that uh, the people listening, they can go to thepageantplanet.com and click find a pageant. And then they can read reviews on National American Miss there. They can see phases of competition, contact the directors. But um, outside of that, what is the official website for National American Miss um, and some of their social media channels? Yes, well, the National American Miss, it's, their official website is w.namiss.com. So it's N-A-M-I-S-S.com. And they have a lot of um, other websites and blogs, actually, that helps contestants and even the national queens get um, up to date about what's going on with all the girls across the country. There's so many girls who are volunteering, who are achieving um, things at school, and also just even like in the, in, in, um, entertainment industry, a lot of 
girls are contemplating that. So we have the NAM 365 blog. Um, we also have um, a lot of different um, blogs online. And what you can actually do is that all of these are official American website. So if you click on nameit.com, there will be um, a, a link down below with all of the blogs and also just all the websites that girls can keep um, up to date. And also their YouTube channel at National American Myth on YouTube. If you look those up, a lot of great videos to see. Just kind of give them a look at what their um, what pageant weekend is going to be all about, and also the amazing prize package that we have, and really just about what National American Myth is all about. And I think that's so great for all of us to showcase. And Michaela, you're quite a, an amazing communicator, as everybody can attest to after listening to this. But you've also oh, written you. you've also written an article and submitted it to the Pageant Planet, which was extremely helpful um, for the girls that are wanting to connect more with you, how can they find you specifically on social media? Um, I'm actually on Instagram. My, um, my account is National American Miss 2016. And you also find me on Facebook. Just look up Michaela Bogus. I have my official um, National American Miss page. and also my personal account as well. And I have a YouTube channel. It's not so updated. I'm going to be honest. I'm wanting to. I, I want no judgment. To no judgment. Those, yeah, ten things you know about Michaela Williams. All those, but um, I have a couple of my um competition videos. I have a montage at nationals, and also some of my farewell videos. A little fun insights of my appearances as well. So after this interview with you, Stephen, I will definitely update it. I will be as good as pageant planner. It is with updating all of their websites. <laughs> well, you're going to give us a run for our money. <laughs> That's... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. I know Nam flies you here, there, and everywhere to all the different pageants. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I know our paths will cross again at some random pageant. But again, your pearls of wisdom that some people were telling us here during the live streaming during this call that is like, oh my gosh, it's so helpful. They're all very complimentary. So so, I mean, that's just a testimony to how awesome you are. Oh, thank you so, so much. And thank you so much for having me here. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.